and you can only find the freedom in life once you learn how to surrender to the messiness of it because it is messy and there's challenges like literally on a daily or weekly basis. It's just how you respond to them and not react to them is I think the key of like living pretty like, you know, steady paced life. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Guys, recently I had the opportunity to take part in the Propeller Experience. And I want to make sure you guys know about this program because I think it's hugely valuable to anybody who is wondering what next in their career if they want to go for a promotion, if they want to look for a new job, if they're thinking of starting their own business. The Propeller Experience by Talent is a digital program and community designed to help women get clear and excited about their future growth and career opportunities. It's time for you to reclaim yourself and step back into who you really are. You know it. And you need to do it alongside other women who can support you and help you get there faster. To learn more about the program or join, you can reach out directly and connect with Jenny, who we've had on the podcast. You can book an appointment with her at the link that I've included in the show notes, or you can visit We Are Talent on Instagram and the website wearetalent.com. I really hope you guys check out this program. I think it can help so many people. I think it's been so well designed, and I believe that it's opening up conversations that we need to be having around flexible work, flexible talent, and more opportunities to make work work for women. That's We Are Talent, and it's called The Propeller Experience. Hello, and welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope that these are creating a bright little moment in a maybe potentially crazy summer of kids and work and all the things. I'm so glad that I can bring you this conversation today. I'm chatting with Ala from Mindful Spaces by Ala. And we talk about all things simplifying. And we connected on Instagram and got to know each other through recording this podcast. I love her mission, which is to simplify, heal your space, heal your life and become un busy. So she is a simplicity teacher. And you guys know that's my gem. She helps you declutter and simplify your life so you can spend less time feeling stuck and overwhelmed and more time doing what you truly love. And uh, we need more of that. She has a free guide that you can download online and all the links to where you can find her online are in the show notes. She also has a book And you can find information about that on her website, Mindful Spaces by Ella. 
and she's by the same handle on Instagram. So I hope that you guys will tag her and tag me and let me know where you're listening from and let us know how you're going to declutter your life and heal your space. Thank you guys for being here and for your support. As always, it's so appreciated. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Alicia, we're so happy to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. So this is a really cool. (laughs) Basically, you found me and my accounts and the podcast through some searching online as you're building your beautiful business and everything to do with embracing a simplified life kind of resonated. But then when she dug deeper, she found out we both left corporate. We have like a lot of things that align with our stories. And then so she reached out and just like said, I think we should connect and like, let's do a podcast. And I'm so glad you did. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. It's all about, you know, searching and looking for the right like-minded people. And I love connecting with those ones. Oh, amazing. Okay. So I would love for you to introduce everyone to who you are and what you do. And then we're going to talk a lot in this episode about your story and everything that's brought you to this point. Yep. My name is Alicia and currently I call myself a simplicity teacher. So I work mostly with moms and helping them find more balance in life and also find like purpose in life through simplifying their lives. So through decluttering their physical spaces and also the inner spaces, I think that's the most important part. So decluttering the mental clutter that is not really serving us and creating more purpose oriented lives. So finding purpose, passions and happiness coming from within, not coming from material possessions. Oh, I love that. I think that's a really important, like, missing piece of the puzzle for listeners. They might be, like, physically decluttering their space, or that's how maybe they get frustrated, and so that's where they start. But then they might have done it, or they might be in the process of it, and they're still not feeling like they can kind of move forward, or they're not, it's not, like, enough. And so we mental decluttering. Tell us what that is. Yes. So often, you know, we hire organizers and they come and we want them to fix our spaces. And that's what happened to me. I am after I quit my job, full-time job, I became a professional organizer. organizer. So coming to people's spaces and just organizing in for them, it is okay. Like it gives to me, it's like a very quick fix. But behind the clutter, there is like a real story. So often people struggle with their shopping habits. So or often people struggle with with themselves, with their mental health, with their like unhappiness, and they just go and purchase it. So if we're not going to address the deep issues that behind the clutter and behind the material possessions, behind our habits, clutter will just keep on coming back. So we may hire someone or we may work with someone and we can declutter and create a better space. But if we, in the process, not, not going to address the mental clutter, So, you know, everything that we experience in our life so far, like everything is shaping us. So our traumas, our wounds, our limiting beliefs, this is all within us. So if we're not going to heal from it, we're going to just repeating, repeat the patterns. And so many of us were basically, you know, anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, depressed. And being in material possessions are such an easy fix to like fill the void. And unfortunately, that's what we do. But if we take some time to do the deeper inner work, I can tell you from my experience and other clients' experiences that you can 
declutter for good and bring more intention to your life. So connect with that simplified and minimalistic lifestyle. So connect to your vision, to your values, and then you just consciously go through life. You don't go through life on autopilot. So whenever you want to shop, you know what you're shopping for. And it's not just because you want it. You just shop because you need it. Mm, I like that. I physically moved away from stores. So where I live, there's really not anything to purchase. I can't like, you know, wander to a winner's or a home sense or anything like that. But I noticed because I have to, I have to like add it to a cart and I have time to, to think about it because everything really has to be purchased online or you have to make like a significant trip to go somewhere that I've noticed that that's made me more reflective. But what I, I don't know if you see this too. I think people think, Oh, well, I'm not really a shopper, but like if you were to actually like in a very self-aware place, like look at your life, there might be something that's like subtle that you are like cluttering your life in your physical and mental space with. But I think sometimes we can like, we can easily excuse it away. I don't know if does that do like we can not be like awake to it for a while. 100%, especially in this area. And now the COVID, like ordering everything online, I think it's really increased. Like we don't really go to the store physically. So to fill that cart while shopping on Amazon, it's so easy. That's why it's so important to like reevaluate your values and live your values. So Let's say my example over the last two years, I'm really committed myself to inner growth, personal development, growing my business. So, and my values were relationships, traveling and my personal transformation. So I don't really, so that's the beauty of the visa, visa statement, like credit card statements. You get your statement and then you connect to your values and say, you know, you see the plane tickets and totally fine because traveling was something that I, actually never stopped doing even through COVID because that's just when COVID hit, I was like, I want to travel because I haven't done it because I was so stuck on this autopilot or constantly working mode for 10 years. And I didn't really have time for my daughter and time for myself. So traveling and personal growth. So if I see like, you know, coaching containers on my credit card statements and plane tickets and books, these are the things that don't like raise my blood pressure. But if I see, you know, going out and I don't know, shopping mall expenses, like the clothings and shoes and stuff like that. I actually don't see it because I know that this is not my priority right now. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do it. Like I always, you know, even if you're being emotional and often it's like, sometimes we are super sad and we're going to go shopping and sometimes we are super happy. Something happened and we just, oh, I'm just going to explore myself because this great thing happened. Right. But then it's like before you enter that store, it's like, mm, what is my vision for the next six months? What is my my why? Is really what I need to spend money on? That's how we can build our wealth, right? And that's how we can grow. Especially like working with moms, they don't really appreciate themselves a lot, and they feel guilty of spending money on themselves, which is which is really not an expense. It's actually an investment. If you hire a coach and if you, you know, go to therapy, if you do like the self-care stuff, and I'm not talking about like nails or pedicure, it's like, you know, purchasing, I don't know, a gym membership and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's an investment into yourself. It's not really an expense. But if you go and emotionally buy some, you know, clothing that you don't need, and especially if you're not really connected with yourself, often we buy clothes that 
our fantasy self would work, would, would wear, you know, or, oh, we just, the jeans are too tight, but we're just going to lose weight. So often when we are purchasing from emotions, not addressing them, the purchases are often not serving us anyways. I really love that because that is so tangible. Like you could look yeah. at your statement and do you feel gross? Like, do you feel your, like you said, your blood pressure rise? Do you feel stressed? Because that will show you that there's probably a misalignment between your values and what you're actually spending money on investing on. It's another way of just simplifying like stress out of your life is that alignment between. Yes, 100% because we are so like, you know, I have this community of moms on Facebook group and they answer the questions to enter my group. And it's like 90% is like they feel anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated. They yell at their kids. But it's it's like all these small things that we do in our life, you know, lack of routine, lack of like challenging ourselves on a daily basis. Because going shopping, it's just so easy. It's not a challenge. Mm-hmm. Challenge is waking up half an hour before your alarm. That's so exactly you you can start your day with a glass of lemon water and, and breathe for five minutes. Be with yourself and ask yourself, why am I really here? Like, do I like the job that I'm just about to go to? Like, do I, like, am I a good parent? Like, am I a conscious parent? Or maybe I'm projecting my own stuff on my kids and that's why I yell at them because I don't have time to take care of myself and my own needs. So how can I take care of my kids' needs? But it's, we all need that intentional time during a day. I'm a believer of winning our mornings and that inner connection to our soul, our purpose. That's how we can figure out our values. So that's when that visa statement comes. We can really analyze w- what it is. But if we're so disconnected from ourselves, like we just, you know, pay all these bills. Sometimes we, I used to, don't even pay attention if the charges made sense, if, and, Actually, it blows my mind now even noticing, even at the grocery store, like looking at my bill and paying attention saved me so much money over the last couple of months. It's just so funny. It's like, you know, the stupid example of yogurt being on sale for 79 cents and then you check out and it's dollar 40. So not only you get it for free and if you get more, like they're just matching the price, but often we shop so like, you know, on autopilot so quickly. We don't pay attention to prices and I am so connected with my expenses right now that I do pay attention. And even my daughter, she's 11 and she's like, mommy, like it happens so often that you have to point that the prices are not right. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm finally paying attention to what I'm spending my money on because money's time. Like, you know, it takes my time to, to make money. So I don't want to just waste it because I value my time. Mm. Yeah. It's so. It's so I'm like nodding and laughing because yes, it is so easy to not get up. It's the hardest thing, right? Like you and I have both basically blown up our lives at some point, right? And that is hard. That is really hard, right? So people are like, maybe I'll get juice delivered. Maybe I'll book therapy. Maybe I'll do all these things to help myself feel less stressed when really like the they need to do is really hard. (laughs) <laughs> it is hard and no yeah. one is saying it. Life is hard. Like yeah. I can argue with anyone. Life is hard, especially when you have the awareness, like when you go through this, like, you know, rock bottom, when you go through that mental breakdown, when your life is falling apart, 
you finally have the awareness that life is not comfort. That comfort is where the dreams die. Like comfort is like, ew. It's like, <laughs> no, just like, no. Like you're comfortable, but then are you growing? Like, is there something exciting happening? Like, are you peeling back the layers that no longer served you on like a daily basis? Do you have those like awesome aha moments, like in the middle, in the midst of struggles? Those aha moments, these downloads are like amazing and fascinating, you know, these, these beautiful human connections, like, you know, even me meeting you, like, these are the things that are like happening on a daily basis once you're willing to challenge yourself, right? Because it's not easy for some, you know, me sending you direct message and sharing my story right now. I'm like so into it that I will do it, but I know people that are not ready to do it. So like, what can you do to, you know, to be ready to build that confidence and just live the life to the fullest because we only are here once. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So as you go through this like dismantling of like life and everything that you sort of like carefully worked up, one of the things that we both have realized is that a lot of shame can come up and a lot of learning around boundaries and like codependency. Like what do you tell somebody who thinks that maybe her life needs a lot of shaking up and that feels really scary. Like, what would you tell her? That is worth it and the support is needed. Like, support is needed. Like, from people that went through the same. When I was, I call it like a swimming in a pool of shame and didn't see this exit for like probably almost two years, some people couldn't understand why am I so ashamed of my mistakes even though they're like normal mistakes. Mm -hmm. I actually connected those dots only a couple of weeks ago. Like, even therapy didn't help me. Because also with therapy, you can, you can hit the wall at some point. With me, the, the, the most helpful part was committing to spiritual practices, breath work, releasing everything that was stuck in my nervous system and my subconscious that you can really consciously on a therapist couch process. So when we experience trauma, what I'm going to do, like I was raised in an alcoholic, like my father was an alcoholic, physically abusive alcoholic. So he was abusing, physically abusing my mom. And often I would be protecting my mom with my own body when I was like eight or nine. Often after sleepless night, I would have to go to school and perform at the piano recital. And I was like so ashamed as a child, but I was never sharing that with anyone because it was like, oh, it's normal. It's okay. My mom was so traumatized herself. Again, both my mom and my dad did the best they could with what they had. They were also traumatized by their childhood by whatever the years they were born into you know like was in poland their parents survived war there was like a lot of stigma there so i don't blame my parents but as a child like i wasn't protected and i wasn't raised in a healthy family system so i was deeply ashamed what i experienced but i never shared that with anyone i internalized my shame so when you know i woken up at the age of 35 or 36 that i I'm in an unhappy marriage and then I I divorced and I attracted this man who literally looked like my father and I fell in love with him and he broke me wide open because the connection was very toxic and unhealthy and I was so ashamed that I fell in love with him and uh, I had no support because no one could understand why am I with this guy like some people saw that he's not a good guy some people saw that he's a perfect guy so 
I was like so confused. But then when I broke that trauma wand and I released him, I still struggle with so much shame. And and now I just realized that the shame that we internalized through our life, so my shame in childhood was so internalized and was never exposed, never processed in a safe container. We need those shameful experiences in our adulthood to release that shame from our bodies finally. Mm. So even though we may struggle and I struggle and like I was lucky enough to connect with other women in safe containers, like it was all through paid courses. I was able to share and they were like, and they were sharing their shameful stories. And when they sh- shared their stories, I was like, oh my gosh, my story is nothing comparing to what they're going through. <laughs> like, so that gives you an idea like, okay, there is some heaviness into it and there is something deeper into it. But once you like connect, you know, your upbringing, your past experiences, often we, our nervous system is shutting down, especially when we're kids. The nervous system is just shutting down because we are unable to, as a seven or eight year old, to process it. But then it's there, it's in your body. And it's either you're going to have experiences to bring it out to the surface and to address it. So now I know that it wasn't necessarily, you know, that relationship with this man, but I needed it to to finally heal from my past, from my upbringing, from my childhood, find forgiveness for everything that happened and move and move on. So it's, it's okay if you, if you feel a lot of shame and you don't understand it. There is just like a lot of work that has to be done in order to really uncover the roots of it. Mm, yes. Thank you so much for sharing because yeah, yeah I know how it is very, it's very vulnerable from where you share from. Vulnerability is just a key to healing, right? And I think we both like Brene Brown and she does such an amazing job of like explaining to people we have to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to share our stories because especially like family systems, like they don't like really truth. They don't like vulnerable shares. Like that was my family system. And when the truth is being hidden, it's just, it's going to catch up with you at the end. That's right. Yeah. She's, she, I think she says that vulnerability is the anecdote to shame, right? Like it just, it yes, works out. Because shame is being normalized when it's being shared in a state container. So it's so important to find someone that can hold space for you without any judgment, because often we're going to even internalize it even more. And that happened to me when I started sharing with people that I shouldn't be sharing with. So they were judging me. They had their opinions and that's not that's not the safe container. It's just you want to share, but you don't really look for their opinions or their judgments. You just want to release it and you just want someone to hold you in that space. But it's very important to find people that can really do it. That's a really great point because there were definitely moments where the people you would naturally think to share with, like friends, really had no idea. Like they couldn't put themselves in my shoes. They couldn't relate. And like the reactions in that moment for me actually weren't, weren't helpful. They're, they're good friends, but sometimes it just wasn't what I needed in that moment. I, I have found more like power, like more empowerment from a group of women online who all come from different places who are in, like you said, the same container. Like one of the first times I experienced that was a simplicity parenting course that I did. And I'd never met those women and I only saw them once a week, you know, at eight o'clock at night or whatever on a screen for an hour. But I shared more with them and got more like, I felt more seen by them than I did from like my closest friends because they just couldn't, like they, 
they didn't have those experiences. Hundred, you know, percent. I agree. And often mm-hmm. we have to also realize that who we have in our lives. That so let's say that's why I had to disconnect from most of my friends, like ninety five percent, ninety eight percent of people, and I had to like let go of because they we attracted each other for a reason and we attracted let's say i was they were attracted to my old self to my wounded self so it as as i am awakening as you are awakening you you actually there's a chance that you are triggering your friends because they're also dealing with their stuff yet they're not ready to share the true thing with you like often like you know now i am a single mom you are a single mom so I mean, I'm in those groups with other moms and they like, oh my gosh, like all my friends are so happy and they're like, their lives are so beautiful. And I'm like, it's impossible. It's simply impossible to be happy like all the time. It's like, you can be joyful. I always say that joy doesn't have to leave because the sadness is present. But if you have only friends that are only sharing the happy stories and the successful stories, then they it's, it's simply impossible. They're hiding. They're not ready to be vulnerable and honest with you. But then you reach that point that you're so done that you want to share your challenges. And then it's so challenging for them because they're not ready to face their challenges. So they're just going to be projecting their own stuff on you. And you have to be really careful because it often, you know, it's going to make you feel even worse. And that's why it's it's so crucial to just find new people. That's a really good point. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because since coming into this new like label that I never really wanted, but I am here now. It's funny because I find people will come open up to me about like problems with their husband, almost like there's only like a certain thing you can talk about with me now or or like there is some like real transitional things where you notice that like certain you get certain invitations, but not all invitations like. I think if you're going through some like massive change, like leaving a marriage, leaving a career, starting entrepreneurship, you really need a container of people that gets what that transition is like. I mean, I always say my exit from corporate was clumsy. (laughs) It really was. It was clumsy. But anytime I was around other people that were making the same clumsy transition, I was like, okay, these are my people. I feel good. I feel like... Yeah, because this journey is messy, but the society builds life that, you know, we should control life and you can't control life. Like that's, that's why people are so, you know, stuck with even like from what I work with, but material possessions, you know, just in case poems, they just have like loads of like garage, garages full of stuff just in case, which is basically need to control the life. Like if we need just in case item, we can't really surrender and trust what the future is going to bring. We just want to control the future. And that's, you know, even the pandemic, that's what really showed, like, the fear of the unknown. Like, yes, there is a virus we can't control. We can't control it. Like, we just have to surrender and take care of our mental health, physical health, to be able to survive if we're going to get sick. But just perpetuating the fear and the need of control, I think it's that's what really hits our mental health. And I think the beauty... And you can only find the freedom in life once you learn how to surrender to the messiness of it, because it is messy and there's challenges like literally on a daily or weekly basis. It's just how you respond to them and not react to them is, I think, the key of like living pretty, like, you know, steady paced life. 
Amazing. Okay. So I want you to make sure before we wrap up that you tell everybody about your business and how they might be able to work with you. Yeah. So I, so I currently am running like a case study on the program that I developed. So through my journey of like helping people organize and declutter, now I have a three month mentorship container that I guide people through three steps, what I call minimize, meditate, manifest, which is like minimizing our physical spaces and learning what minimalism is all about. And then med- meditating, which is all about healing our past and focusing on the future and then manifesting. So we all want to, you know, manifest something beautiful in our lives, but that comes with the price of detaching from some, you have to make root to manifest. So often moms, they say, oh, I want to change life. I want to manifest something better. Well, in order to do it, you have to detach from, I think, beauty and Material possessions is that you can just let go of it and it does carry the energy. So if you get rid of the stuff, you create room for something better to show up in your life. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now to run the case study with women and guide them through all these steps. So not only on decluttering, but healing, like the journey of inner healing and manifesting like a purpose oriented life. Because often as moms, we get so lost with that mom figure and that mom title that we forget about ourselves and then the kids will grow up and then we don't want to really wake up at the age of like, you know, 50 or 60 being disconnected and not really knowing what to do. So kind of, I'm hoping that through my program, they can really tap into their gifts and their purpose, their passions, because they're worthy of doing that. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you online. Yeah. So on Instagram at uh, mindful spaces um, by Allah. That's the, the most popular way I, I connect with people, Instagram, and I have my private Facebook group, which you can find a link on my Instagram profile. And the group is just to support. So I share more deeply and vulnerably my story there. And because it's private, it's a closed space. So that's on Facebook and my website and mindful spaces by com. Perfect. Amazing. We'll make sure all the links are in the show notes. Thank you so Thank you. much for coming on today. Thank you so much again for reaching out to me. I absolutely love that you did that. And I'm glad that we were able to record together. Yeah, thank you so much for responding and for connecting. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.